All right, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, episode number 100 of the People's Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis, and with me as always, and when I say always, is my tag team partner, my partner in crime, Jerry Sinclair, joining me via telephone from top secret location, but Jerry wouldn't miss the 100th for the world. Jerry, what is going on after a crazy week for well, I am seven inches from my wall, plugged into my cell phone, so I could be on the show. It was like uh, it's like the '90s when you had that giant camcorder filming your kids' soccer games. I mean, it was me as a kid, and that's what I feel like I'm doing now. I'm living in 1996 for this pod. You are rocking the Zach Morris brick phone on the side of your head. If you don't know who Zach Morris is, throw it in the Google machine. You are missing out on the height of 90s teenage sitcoms. Well, listen, man, it was crazy week four. Uh, Jerry, what kind of craziness did you experience in week four? Yeah, I was, uh, I scored 140 points in one of my leagues, and it's a pretty standard scoring. So, you know, that's a high-scoring game. And I had Kareem Hunt to go, and I was still losing by 10 going into Monday night. Uh, luckily, you know, he went off, so I pulled the game off, but, uh, you know, the other guy broke his heart because he had scored the second most points and I still beat him. So it feels good because it was one of my rivals because you always got that one guy that you just, you want to text him the next day and let him know that he's a punk. And I got to do that. And it was thanks to Kareem Hunt, but I was sweating it. Wow. I mean, you just flat out called the guy a punk. Well, I, I mean, I, I have rivals in, in a few of my leagues. I had the dubious distinction of, I believe, setting the record, at least uh, according to one of my league mates in the Scott Fishbowl, I think I set a record. I scored 326 points, an average of 32.6 points per player in uh, in the Scott Fishbowl. Needless to say, my team went bananas. Jesus, I scored a buck 60. So yeah, the, the, the guy I played scored 203 and a half and lost. He would have beat probably three, four, seven. 700 people, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, at the last minute, I benched Dak Prescott in favor of Mitchell Trubisky. Let's this say. Guy, you got just steel nuts, Randy. Steel I, nuts. Against that, Tampa, against that Tampa Bay secondary. All things are possible. Well, listen, we're really going to shave the news back this week because Jerry and I want to make sure we're giving you some guys to, to consider buying in both Dynasty and Redraft at this quarter way into the season mark. So the first bit of news I got, Jerry, just real quick, Le'Veon Bell has told a member of the ESPN reporting team that he plans to report during the Steelers' Week 7 buy, and it looks like he'd be out there for a Week 8 game at home against the Cleveland Browns. So, are you back to buying Lev Bell? Are you trying to scoop him in redraft? What's this do to his dynasty value? Give me some Lev Bell breakdown, Jerry. I, I think your buying window's closed, man. I think now, you know, anyone that has him has been holding on to him this whole time. Good, good luck trying to get him now that they know he actually has a date that he's actually coming back. Because there was always that chance that he wasn't, and you might have had a chance to buy him. I think that's gone now, bud. No, I, I agree, and he, he says that there's still somewhere in his heart to where he could stay a stealer, which I never would have thought would have been possible. But stranger things have happened. People get divorced and get remarried all the time. So to think that Le'Veon... What, Bell, I, wanna, what, I, what I want to see, Randy, is what the Steeler fans do when he takes the field for that first time. Like, are they going to cheer? Are they going to boo? Like, I, I honestly they'll, don't know. cheer. People have... People have a very short memory. I mean, we, we are a very forgiving nation. And if he's out there wearing the black and gold, and I'm going to talk more about the Steelers later after we get done talking to our pal Lord Bigglesworth. But, yeah, I, I, I think they're cheering. And speaking of guys coming back and how will the fans respond, is Jameis Winston. He is going to be coming back after his three-week suspension. And he was, I guess, technically active and, and played a little bit last week. Is that right? Am, am, I, am I dreaming that? Yeah, no, you're not dreaming that. I, I didn't think so. I'm like, wait, wait is this week three? Uh, everything around me has been in chaos. And uh, to, to say that Jameis Winston's playing time this week was not a, 
it's not a top priority, it would be an understatement, but he's going to be the starter going forward. What, what do you think this does for the Bucks offense in general? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a wait and see just because, you know, they've been good. I mean, those, I mean, they did not do good these last two weeks, but, you know, they started off on fire. And now I, I just, I don't know what to expect. You know, they gave Ronald Jones a chance. He sort of struggled, but the whole run game struggles. So that's fun. You got Deshaun Jackson. Who knows if he's, uh, Fitzpatrick dependent. I think Mike Evans is going to be fine. He's always been peppered by Jameis or Fitzpatrick because he's a superior talent. So I don't think his value gets affected too much. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Jackson. He, I mean, maybe he's rejuvenated. Maybe he's going to fall flat on his face with Jameis. So he's not going to be out eating those W's. He's not going to go out there. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to eat some W's. I, actually, you're right. He did. He did play. He did have two interceptions. Very Jameis like. Uh, 145 yards, one TD, but you know he did come in cold. I think this is a great buy opportunity. They speaking of buy, they are on the buy this week. That's B Y E, and I'm thinking that you should B U Y, Jameis. Uh, he was a very highly rated quarterback over the last five games of the last season. I'm not opposed to buying him. I'm I'm more the same draft class. I'm more on Jameis than Marcus Mariota. But let, let's let's go a little bit further further south there in Florida, and let's talk about Leonard Fournette, and he re-injured the, the, that hamstring. And again, you always hear, ah, it's not that big of a deal. Well, they're bringing in running backs, the likes of Arlene's Darkwa, in for a free agent visit, and that does not smell like success when you've already got T.J. Yeldon and Corey Grant there. So, how nervous are you if you're a Leonard Fournette owner right now? You gotta be nervous. And I mean, even Doug Marone said he doesn't know when he's gonna be back. What kind of coach does coach speak like I don't know when he's going to be back? It's just that's it's bad and you can downplay hamstrings all you want. They're not an injury that you could downplay. That's that's just talk. I mean, look at Alshon Jeffrey. Every time he's ever pulled a hammy or something, he's always, Oh, I'm gonna come back and he comes back for one game and then he gets hurt and then he's out for another four. And you're, he's always questionable. You never know if he's going to play. I think it's going to be the T.J. Yeldon show for a little bit. I mean, he did pretty good uh, this past week. Let's hope he can keep it going, keep these fantasy points just exploding like they have been this week and this season. Yeah, because after this week, they do get the 26th ranked against the Rush Chiefs defense on the road. So it's a game where you figured they would want to pound the ball. And then things get really tough the, the, the three weeks after that. They're at the 12th-ranked Cowboys rush defense, the 9th-ranked Texans rush defense, and the first overall-ranked Eagles rush defense. Then they go on a bye. I'm, I'm going to go with a, with a minor hot take, and I'm going to say you're not going to see Leonard Fournette until week 10 at the Colts is when Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to sit out the next four games and then the bye and then he could be the kind of guy that comes back and really springs your your team to life if he's fully healthy. So definitely a situation to monitor. If you're sitting on TJ Yeldon shares like I am, I, I'm not selling right now unless I'm absolutely wowed by the offer. This is a guy that's going to be a free agent at the end of the 2018 season going into that 2019 free agent class and a running back class that I'm not particularly high on yet. And he could have a real Jarek McKinnon springtime value so don't give up your tj yeldon to a to a desperate leonard fournette unless they're willing to so are you uh are you gonna be buying leonard fournette then i you know what i, I i've already made it a couple of uh kicking the tires offers okay cheap, and i cheap. mean even even if they decline you maybe in two weeks you know when they've seen him not play maybe they'll be more likely to bite on that so i like it yeah I'm, you, you, it, it's about timing i think leonard fournette has talent you know you're gambling, it's always something from the waist down. Well, hopefully mostly this stuff from the waist <laughs> down. You know, I don't, I don't want you staring at Leonard Fournette's groin like you did A.J. Green's uh, last week, although, yeah, although it paid no. off. You stared at A.J. Yeah. Green's groin long enough to make, it, to make him a good play last week. But, you know, it's a hamstring. It's a, it's a, it's a knee. It's, a, it's an ankle. It's a something. So this is something that you're always going to have to deal with with him. But we've seen him make it worth your while. And then – Zeke, and this is a little bit easier. He's banged up already, getting that heavy workload. Are you nervous about Zeke and his durability to make it throughout the rest of 2018? 
No, I'm not. He's a he's a dog, man. He just, I mean, he takes the pounding, but when you get that many touches and you do that many things and break my heart at the very last second, then, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not worried about him. I mean, hopefully you have, you know, Rod Smith's available if you really are that worried, but I really don't think he would get the workload anyway. But, no, because I, I have Zeke in a, a lot of leagues because he is a bad mother effer, according to Jules Winfield from Pulp Fiction. That's what kind of wallet he has. So I just, no, I'm not worried. I, it's, you know, keep an eye on it, but nah. You want Zeke to reach in that bag and pull out your wallet. Which one's your wallet? We know which one's your wallet. <laughs> my, my concern is this, is that, yes, he just did it against one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Now he's going to be playing a top third, the ninth-ranked Texans rush defense this week. And the the 29-touch workload is for me it's 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 an eyebrow raised. You know, it doesn't bother me when Lev Bell gets it because of the way Lev Bell absorbs contact and he seems like he doesn't take it, but it seems like Zeke gets punished on a lot of those touches. So my worry is that his week eight bye won't get here soon enough. He has the Texans, the Jags, and the Redskins. Those are all top ten rush defenses. And just nervous, 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 nervous. And then weeks 12 through 14, he plays the Redskins again, uh, the Saints' number three ranked rush defense, and the Eagles' number one ranked rush defense. So keep your eye on would Zeke. You tra- would you trade him for Le'Veon? No. no I, I, wouldn't no. Tra- I wouldn't trade him in, in any dynasty format unless I was bowled over, just you know, head over heels. I saw in a trade earlier in the offseason where he went for four firsts. And I still was like, nah, I don't know, that's enough. See, I don't like doing that. I know people like to trade a lot of firsts like that. You just you don't know what you're getting in those. So that's just that's not my style. I always like a, a proven player when I do that. But I wouldn't either. I just I was just seeing what you were going for. Yep, and then the last guy, as it relates to tender tender hammies, is uh, my my Colts, T. Y. Hilton. Uh got crunched in a first quarter deep pass play from Andrew Luck, uh, hurt his chest. It wasn't his ribs or shoulder as initially reported. It was his chest. He came back, had about three more good catches, had 115 yards, and then popped a hammy to the point to where he's already been basically ruled out for Thursday. So at this point, you're hoping for week six. As a Colts fan, you know, he's your most dynamic playmaker. Uh, Saw a lot of good things out of Naheem Hines. But I'm not rushing him back. I, I'm a T.Y. Hilton owner in a couple of leagues, and it sucks. But, I, you know, I mean, when you got weapons like Zach Pascal and Chester Rogers and Ryan Grant, why would you ever rush T.Y. Hilton back? Uh, what, <laughs> what, what did you think about this T.Y. Hilton situation? Then we'll get to a little business time. I think you're right. I think they're going to sit him out for sure. But, it, I mean, that's what you have to do. And it looks like Andrew Luck is just back swinging the rock. So, you know, don't don't screw your season up now. Save him, get him healthy. I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Get your guys healthy so they can give you a run. I agree 100%. So, yeah. let's, uh, let's knock out a little business time, and then we're going to be doing some buying of our own rights. So uh, let's, let's check out some business. Now then, on this day right here, we're going to start taking care of business. All right, time for me to tell you about our sponsor, gtbets.eu. It is officially football season. So head over to gtbets.eu for a sign-up bonus of 100% cash up to $500 on the first deposit and 50% up to $500 on the second deposit. Now these bonuses are cash as opposed to free plays. There is also a favorite team points discount for two teams in the NFL, two teams in college football, two teams in the NBA, and two teams in college basketball for the entire regular season. That's a free half point on two teams in each of those leagues. There's also live betting on every NFL game. And be sure to subscribe to the DynastyFootballFactory.com newsletter, which drops every Thursday for other amazing promotions from gtbets.eu. Thank you for checking them out. Big thanks to our sponsors, gtbets.eu. Well, the reason why Jerry and I rushed through the news and we didn't go through a ton like we normally do, we wanted to give you three guys each. Three guys that both he and I are looking to buy in both 
dynasty and redraft formats. I'll try to put some pricing on this for you, for me personally. First guy I'm buying is Mark Ingram of the New Orleans Saints. He met them at the airport on Sunday as they were coming back from New Orleans. Alvin Kamara has been averaging in the neighborhood of 34 PPR points a game. I don't think, much like Zeke Elliott, he can continue to handle that kind of volume without something going horribly wrong. I went back and looked, and over the last three seasons in PPR, Ingram has averaged 17.4, 15.1, and 16.1 points per game over the last three seasons. I just see a guy jumping in, making an immediate impact. You're going to get him back for this game in week five, and then they go on bye in week six. So look for him to be worked in slowly. Maybe you can catch a disgruntled owner who was coming, hoping him to come back and give a big workload in week five. Maybe he works his way back in slowly, disappoints a little bit, and then you can swoop in and buy him on that week six buy. I mean, on a contender, if I'm a contending team in 2018 and I need a piece, and you know, if you're a contender, everybody needs a little bit of depth. We've not even hit the bulk of the bye weeks yet. I would have no problem giving my 2019 second for Mark Ingram. It, if you're a contender, that second's going to be in the 208 to 212 range. And I've also found seconds are very, you know, recoup, able to be recouped during the, the rookie draft in the spring. So I'm not worried about it. I would give up a second for Mark Ingram. Jerry, that's my first guy that I'm buying. Who is the first guy that you're buying uh, at the quarter mark of the regular season? The first one is an old man, Marshawn Lynch. We're talking about a dude that has gotten 20 touches at least the last three games. He's gotten either 100 yards or a touchdown in every game. I have 15 leagues, Randy, and I have Marshawn Lynch on zero of them because I did not think it was going to be a real thing with John Gruden, and that was so wrong. And... You know, he's, I mean, he's going to be a lot cheaper than Mark Ingram, too, if you're buying him in Dynasty. So, I mean, he's probably, a third is probably not going to happen, but if you have a late second, you want to stretch it a little. Get Marshawn Lynch, have him as a flex player. You know, I mean, if you're getting 15, 16 points out of your flex, it is very likely you are going to make the playoffs and win that bad boy. Yeah, and I agree on Marshawn Lynch, and I believe, I don't think Oakland's even got their 2019 where we're playing situation locked down right now, but I'm I'm not overly concerned about that. I do know that Marshawn Lynch said that he only wanted to play for his hometown team. There's thought that he will not go when they leave Oakland and go to L.A., I'm sorry, excuse me, Las Vegas, or wherever they end up playing in 2019 before the, the official move to Las Vegas. This very well could be the last... 12 games of Marshawn Lynch's career. So you can't give up a second like I would for Mark Ingram because Mark Ingram's in the last year of his deal. He's going to be balling out to try to get that last deal this coming offseason. And you may be able to get at least one more year out of Mark Ingram, maybe two. I think two would be pushing it. But you can get the rest of uh, 18 and maybe 19 out of Mark Ingram, whereas with Lynch, I think you're only getting 12 games. But, but not I mean, a, I hear you, but if you win your championship, what the hell is that second worth, man? It's a, it's a 212. It's the 24th best rookie. And you go back and look yeah. at rookie drafts last year without the top of your head in a 1QB league, who was that? Was that Darnold or Baker? Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's not a big deal. And like I said, at least in the leagues that I'm in, come draft day, you can easily give uh, a 2022nd and maybe your 2019 third for someone's 2019 second. It happens all the time. So, yeah. not in there. The next guy that I'm buying is Cameron Brait. Uh, Jameis is back. We just talked about him. And what do you know? Cameron Brait caught his second touchdown in a row. O.J. Howard's out with a mild knee sprain. I'm not going bananas for Cameron Brait the way that I am Mark Ingram. You know, this is like maybe where you trade that that developmental guy that guy on the back end of your bench, maybe it's your guy's handcuff, maybe you're sitting on, you know, Edmonds, and the David Johnson owner happens to be sitting on Cameron Bray. Maybe you can give him Edmonds for Bray, or something along those lines, a third something. Again, I think O.J. Howard is the long-term answer there, 
But in 12 games basically played, Jameis, his, his game log says he started 13, but he really only played 12 because of injury. And in those 12 games, uh, Bray averaged four receptions for 42 yards and about a touchdown every other game. So you see like an 8 to 14 point a week average. I'm telling you right now, as ugly as the tight end landscape is right now, I'll take an 8 to 14 point per game average. So uh, Cameron Bray is someone I'm looking to snag up for the rest of 2018 in both redraft and dynasty. Jerry, who is your number two guy? Keenan Allen. Um, you know, coming into the year, he was one of those guys that everybody loved and was going for super expensive and super early in startups. And I feel like his value has dropped off a little just because he's not scoring touchdowns. Don't let the first month of the season of him not getting touchdowns stop you from getting a great PPR player. I mean, we're talking eight catches, six catches, seven catches. I mean, all the time. I know Mike Williams is getting touchdowns and Melvin Gordon is getting them and Eckler. Keenan is going to get his. And if you can, if you can get Keenan for less than his value is currently or what it should be because he is an elite talent. He's, he's one of those guys that I'm buying definitely going forward. You, you always want to take those times and that's what this segment is for. Guys that are good have dips in production, and that's when you need to snag them. That's when a good player snags them, and Keenan is an exact buy for me every single time in every single dynasty league I have. No, I, I agree, and it was Travis May of the Dynasty Life podcast. He posted on Twitter the other day about how people were so hyperbolic and overreactionary. And, and I agreed, and I was like, it's great to point that out. I mean, because people do. I mean, you, if you're on Twitter right now, you're seeing some ridiculously dumb trades and trade deals right now. And my point to all this is, is what are you doing as a savvy owner to scoop in and take advantage of this? I'll be honest, I don't want to name names of the league because it doesn't matter. But today, I traded Sony Michelle in a 2019 third for Amari Cooper. I... Okay, uh, I mean, I, I saw. Yeah, oh, I, I saw. It. Next question. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw it. I, I know. Uh, I don't want to bury the lead, but I saw that in my inbox, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm in. Sold. Cash money. I know Amari Cooper's streaky, like a dirty window, but he's gonna have his ups and downs, and and, and I, I felt like, like I was dirty window. streaky like a dirty window. Well, listen, speaking <laughs> of, got so, you got so many Randyisms. Your Randyisms oh, you, are great. You 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 should have to work with me. Well, listen, I'll get to my third guy, and it's John. Smokey Brown, and talk about a guy that has been playing really well. Now, the only thing I don't like about John Brown this year is his catch percentage. He's only catching 50% of his targets. He's had 30 targets in four games, which is great. That's an average of you know 7.5 per game. That's not quite elite wide receiver one level, but that's a back-end you know, wide receiver one, low-end or high-end wide receiver two level. And he's got 338 yards, so... I, I like his I like his yardage per game. It's right you know right around 80, 82, and he's already had three touchdowns. And the biggest thing is is that and you have to go back and listen to the episode with Kevin Wheeler, of I guess everywhere he's the ninth most accurate ranker according to Fantasy Pros, uh, as as it relates to drafting. And then he's been as high as number two overall in week to week rankings for Fantasy Pros. So Wheeler is a very good friend of the show. I'll tag him when I post this on Twitter tomorrow so that you can find him. But he talked about how the elevation above sea level in Arizona is much higher and that Baltimore is at sea level and that higher altitudes create you know issues with sickle cell. And that's why it's not flaring up as much for John Brown in Baltimore. So I don't get all the science behind that. Wheeler's obviously smarter than I am. But I'm buying. If you can get John Brown cheap and you need wide receiver help, uh, we'll gladly do it. He's kind of, because of his age, I, I'm not quite, I'm, I'm in a third. I'm in like that third range. Or if you're looking to contend and you've got a guy like Dante Pettis, big, big, big fan personally. If I could trade a, you know, a Dante Pettis to a rebuilding or a reloading team for 2019, I would try to sell you know, Dante Pettis' future and give me that little bit older veteran, and uh, I'm making a run. So something like that. Jerry, who is your third and final guy that you're looking to buy this uh, quarter mark of the season? 
it is a guy that I would much prefer to Sonny Michelle in a third. That is Amari Cooper. We're going to keep talking about him. He, I, man. So he's one of these guys that really got me into the dynasty community because I was all about him and Addison Hayes was all about AJ Green and we got into it and it turned into a giant thing. And, you know, he's been right. AJ Green has been the better player. That's without a doubt. But Amari Cooper's 24 years old. He's played. We're talking about Kelvin Ridley getting traded for Julio Jones and stuff on Twitter these days. And he is 23. He's played in four games. I mean, Amari Cooper's been in the league four years. He's been a thousand yard receiver, two of them. He had a, he pooped the bed last year. He's already got two games of a hundred yards this year. He looks like he's on pace to do better. And the thing about it is the sneaky part. This is the little sneaky part that I like to do when I'm playing is I like to check those matchups for the playoffs. And those are the guys that I like to buy. And Amari Cooper is going to play against the Denver Broncos. Not exactly a matchup that you would love to see normally. What did he do against the Broncos in week two? One of his blow-up games, 115 yards, I think it was. So that's the kind of, I mean, he's shown that he can beat them, and you're going to get him in a championship. It's an easy play, and he's young, and he's talented. Amari Cooper, baby. I, I will just say this. So this was something, I, I mean, I bought, the league I bought him in was a dynasty league, obviously, when I mentioned the, the third-round rookie pick in there. But he faces exactly two top 15 defenses against the pass the rest of the week. He's got the Seahawks in week six, and he's got the Ravens in week four. Outside of that, no one inside the top 15. So you can see where he's going to have some some really Yikes. good opportunities. You know, he does have a tough matchup, even though as a team they're not ranked very high. He is going to have uh, a week with Patrick Peterson. But I, I love the Amari Cooper call. I think it's great. Uh, Jerry, we, we just gave these people some 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 buys and guys that we're looking to add, but I, I'm ready to talk about where we were right and where we were wrong. And I'm going to let you go first this week. I'm actually going to talk about We're going to keep talking about this trade, apparently. Uh, Sony Michelle. Uh, I said his role was going to increase as it went. It did. He finally he cracked the 100-yard marker. You know, actually, all the... Georgia Bulldogs did. Nick Chubb had a big game. So it's not that I'm a huge proponent of Sony Michelle, but I will pat myself on the back because I figured he was going to get a lot of the work. He got a lot of the work immediately. It was against a bad team. It worked out great. Sony Michelle. And he's going to be a buy big time going forward, too, after that big week. I've been seeing so many trades about him. Yeah, but not for not for uh, Amari Cooper. So I'm gonna give you a yeah, buddy. <laughs> no. Yeah, buddy. Well, listen. The the, the first one I, I'm I'm gonna sound the Homer alert, but I said Andrew Luck. So on the start shit, so, gotta be careful with that the start <laughs> sit show that I'm doing on uh, it'll be on this it'll be on this feed one last time this Saturday, episode 101, and then it will be exclusively on the Dynasty Red Zone. Uh, excuse me, the fantasy red zone feed. I'll make sure to start tweeting out more from there as well. But I heard a lot of uh, my friends, including people I respect, calling Andrew Luck a sit this week. I even had one friend call him the sit of the week, and I was like, man, I, I don't see it. You know, I saw what Eli Manning did to this Texan secondary, and Andrew Luck, he just came out and threw the ball 62 times for 464 yards and four TDs. And I, I think you can continue to roll him. He's going to be playing the Pats at the, at the you know, the Boston, the, the Foxborough area. The, pa- the Patriots are giving up 240 and two per game so far through four, four games. So I'm not afraid to roll Andrew Luck. I still think he's a, I don't want to say I can't miss, but I, I'm rolling Andrew Luck every week. I'll, I'll just, even with bad wide receivers, He's too talented. He makes things happen. So I'm rolling Andrew Luck. I was definitely right about that. Jerry, where were you wrong on Sunday? This is this has got to be the, the Alzheimer's episode because I just keep repeating myself. But it's Marshawn Lynch. For, for the reasons that I said earlier, he's just – I have 15 leagues. I have him in none. I didn't think he would be worth a damn, I thought. You know, Doug Martin would have a role. <laughs> you know, Jalen Richard would have a role. And Marshawn Lynch has been good. 
So, I mean, that's where I was so wrong, Marshawn Lynch. Well, in the aforementioned Fantasy Red Zone bonus start sit show, I have I called Mitch Trubisky. I called him Mitch Trubisky, and for that, I get a little George St. Pierre in my life. But uh, I'm not impressed by your performance. You know, George, you shouldn't be impressed by my performance, but you should be impressed by Mitchell Trubisky. The guy had a game, 354 yards, 6 TDs, 0 interceptions, spread the ball out all over. I, do I think this is repeatable? No. This is a guy who, the first three games of the season, had two touchdown passes. In this one game, he had six. So it's a, it's a little bit more of a one-off against a really, really bad defensive team. But, hey, I was way off. I, I did play him in the Scott Fishbowl. I I don't know what to do with this guy. In two QB leagues, you're just going to look at play, maybe play some matchups with your third QB. That's what I did. I thought the Cowboys uh, I had Dak in this league, and I thought Dak was going to be less of a play and that they would run on the Lions. I was right about that, but I was wrong about Mitch, and Mitch Trushitsky was Mitch Truthbisky, and he came through for you. Jerry, where were you wrong? Where was I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you know what? You're back to right. You, you've already yeah, told, you've already, back, right. you were wrong. On, you were wrong on Marshawn, and now you're going to be right on somebody. You know, you texted me the other day and asked if I could hit a curveball, and then you just threw one at me, and it just bounced off my forehead. But uh, so I'm cheating a little because I'm picking two guys. But it was in a in one of the new segments that we talked about last week. We asked about Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook, and I'm going to cheat and pick them both because this is sort of a right for both of us, because we both said, head your bet, try and avoid it. I said that they're probably you probably didn't have any better options, so you probably had to start them. You told me, hell no, don't do it. But we were both cautious on them. They both pooped the bed if you started them. So, you know, not playing and relying on Leonard Fournette and Delvin Cook last week would be a right for not only me, but another extra bonus for you, Randy. Yeah, you you've got to be careful with those guys with a with a soft tissue issue, soft tissue issue. I Doug Baldwin was coming back from a knee thing. I mean, no, no big deal. Guys come back from knee issues all the time. So, but these hamstrings, like 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 one cut, one movement could just like set it back. So always risky. But where I was right on on the the second time of week number four was Baker Mayfield. And I, I, know I get the rap of being an anti-Baker guy. I'm just not hyperbolic, Baker's the greatest thing ever guy. You know, Oakland was a team that going into that game had only given up an average of 18 completions per game over the first three games. And guess what? Baker went there and completed 21. 21 of 41, so not just barely over a 50% completion rate. He had 295 yards, two TDs, and he had four turnovers. This is not an anti-Baker thing. This is a really tough matchup thing, and I think the Oakland Raiders defense, even though that they lack some pass rush without Khalil Mack, is still still a really good defense. And those corners, and they put a lot of draft picks in that secondary over the last few years, so uh, it doesn't get any better for Baker this week as he heads to the Baltimore Ravens. Well, I think actually he gets them at home. It's not going to matter. Uh, going to be a real tough week at the office for young Mr. Mayfield, but hang in there. Hang in there. Once he once he gets past that game between weeks six through twelve, he plays one top twenty passing defense after that. And you should see Baker really start to feel himself. There's a buy mixed in there for him. So I'm not down on Baker. You'll see a lift in his production soon. But Jerry, uh, t- tell me where you were wrong a second time. All right. So this one I got a big old uh, pie in the face because I had a whole special rant last episode about the damn Tennessee Titans and they went out. Corey Davis decided to catch his first regular season touchdown. He went for, you know, a hundred and whatever yards, 150 or something. You got Mariota scoring three touchdowns, scrambling for one. Just, I, I feel like every take I've had, I've been a week off on every damn time. But it's the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I think it's a little bit of Lord Bigglesworth overreaction. I don't think that's going to be sustainable. But 
they still deserve me to get made fun of because that was a terrible take. And we talked about Travis May earlier. <laughs> you know, he posts a lot of Titans stuff because he's a Titans fan. And I just keep seeing it, and it just keeps reminding me of the Dan rant and then making me look foolish. Yeah, you, you you were you were wrong on one given week, so we're not going to beat you up too bad. I've uh, I've got to apologize to Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt owners. I was really 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 nervous about him, and on the the redraft show, the fantasy you know red zone, I called him a shart. And if you don't if you don't remember, a shart is a fart with a lump in it. That's when you think a guy's a start, but he could wind up you know pooping the bed and pooping on your roster. And I warned owners that Kareem Hunt could be a shark this week and I was completely wrong not only was it good to see him have a great overall box score line but he had season high and season highs excuse me in rushing attempts with 19 rushing yards at 121 in receptions which was three which was really nice to see in receiving yards for 54 so it was one game against a really good defense in Denver but I have to admit man I was wrong and it was good to see him more involved overall in the game so I was wrong Jerry we like to go out on a high note where were you right one last time Mr. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers you know he he wasn't awesome he wasn't excellent but he's sort of in that that group with like Nick Chubb and you know my Lions carry on Johnson where they're just they're being very effective every time they get the ball, even if it's minimal chances. So, and he's got the Lions coming up. And Zeke just had a career day against them. Everybody, Isaiah Crowell, all of them, just dominating the Lions. So I really expect Aaron Jones to have a big game. He He's another one of those buys that I'm adding. Just a little on the second tier of my buy category would be Aaron Jones. Because I think he's going to get in the end zone against the Lions once, maybe twice. And then your price tag is going to go up on him. You know, a- a- Aaron Jones is a guy that I've got a share of in one of my favorite leagues. And let's just say I've gotten a few inquiries at Aaron Jones. And he was one of my guys that if, you know, some shows do a like a, a guy that's going to help you win your league type segment. I think Aaron Jones is going to be a guy who helps fantasy owners win some leagues. I just think his talent will eventually win out. I think eventually McCarthy will just give in and go, you know what, he's the better running back. I know Williams is the better pass blocker. I know that, you know, Timo is a better receiver, but we just got to keep this guy on the field. He's too electric. He's too dynamic. And I, I agree 100%. Well, I'm going to end on this. I, 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 I'm not done bashing the Tennessee Titans offense, at least not Derrick Henry. He is terrible. He is terrible he's going to give you an average of five fantasy points a game he had a game with six he had a game with four and two games with five that is absolutely garbage he is the running back 56 on the season you are praying as a dynasty owner you're praying he's got his truthers out there trust me i'm in a league with one but you're you're praying that you you catch someone slipping and that he has one good game maybe it's he falls in the end zone three times and has you know, 10 carries for 90 yards and three touchdowns and get out from under him then. Look for a high note and move him. But I am out on Derrick Henry. I was right. I said that at the beginning of the season. I'll continue to say it. He does not fit this offense. But if you are sitting with Derrick Henry, at some point he's going to be a free agent. And he's going to wind up on an offense that suits his skill set, that's going to have a run scheme that fits his skill set, and that's when he might have value. But as long as he's in Tennessee – he is a round peg in a square hole. So I'm firmly off Derrick Henry, and I was corrected about that. But, uh, Jerry, tell these fine people about Lord Bigglesworth's Twitter handle. That is Lord Bigglesworth. It's LD underscore Bigglesworth. Just like he, it sounds. Just like it sounds. He's, a, he's, he's, a, a, he's, a, he's a cranky Brit, so that's what yeah, you get. Yeah, he's watching soccer and drinking. Something both. Both drinking and soccer. Well, listen, let, let's get him stirring, and we'll tell you uh, what Jerry and I are not overreacting to. And welcome to Overreaction Theater, where everything you observed deserves immediate reaction. Well, listen, Jerry, I want to jump right into this, and I am not overreacting to the Pittsburgh Steelers and their one 
two and one regular season record right now. I know things look bleak, and they've not exactly faced a murderer's row of teams yet. But you know what? They, they've got you know a home game to a very beatable Atlanta this week. Then they go to Cincinnati, which is a better than, than average Cincinnati you know team. But they're they're not world beaters. And then they go on a bye. So then they you know hopefully get Le'Veon Bell back during that bye. And then they are home to Cleveland. And then going into week nine, they go to Baltimore. So going into that Baltimore game in week nine, I could easily see this team being 5-2-1, and one, or at the worst case, really 4-3-1, and one, with still plenty of games out in front of them with a chance to you know catch a wild card, get this offense clicking, get a little traction on defense. I'm not overreacting to the Pittsburgh Steelers being 1-2-1. and one. Jerry, what are you not reacting, overreacting to this week? Let me tell the people about what a nice guy Randy is. So he's kicking the bloody hell out of me in our GT bets, Jeff Fisher bet, because apparently I can't handicap the game for the life of me. So he gave me the easy overreaction this week, and that's Mitchell Trubisky. We're talking about a dude who had nine touchdowns in his 15-year career going into this past week and then threw six touchdowns. That's that's an easy. Do I think that's going to happen again? Not even close. If I if he throws four touchdowns in a game the rest of the year, I will be very surprised. I just don't see it. Even even with all the success that he had, Allen Robinson got two catches. As an Allen Robinson, I really that sucked. I was really hoping I could get a blow up game from him, but no, Josh Bellamy's going to score and Tariq Cohen and everybody I didn't want. So, but so I have a question for you. I have a, shoot, I have a question. Would, would you consider that his cup of coffee in the big time? His like one game, his cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Yeah, in the big time. Yeah. You can tell your grandkids about it. That's all. So I'm not. I'm not mad at you for it, but I doubt you'll be doing that again, my friend. Yeah, I I, I highly doubt that that he is ever going to do that again. But man, you know what? The NFL is so wide open. And these new passing rules, and I mentioned this in the, in the preseason, uh, you know, this new lowering the helmet rule, the emphasis on protecting the quarterbacks. And you think about last year, I don't want to say passing was down, because I, I have not done any research to, to validate this. But, I mean, it's obvious to see that stats are up everywhere. I just talked about, like, in a league where we start 10 people, and it's not like a three-point-per-reception league or anything. It's not even PPR. It's a you know, point per first down. I had, a, I had a team put up an average of 33 points per player, 326 points. I, I finished in a, in a DFS lineup. I, I finished with 197 points. And I was like, man, I must have done pretty good. I won 10 bucks. You know, I like doubled my, my entry fee or tripled my entry fee, whatever it was. Scoring, up, scoring is up all over the NFL. So it's actually the record for the first month. I saw a tweet earlier. Uh, I think it was the most, the most passing yards, the most points scored. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. I can't quote it, but it was it was something absurd. Like a lot of the offensive records were all set in the first month of this season. And, and you know, it's it's going to continue. You know, you've got Andrew Luck back. I think by this point last year, I think Aaron Rodgers may have already been hurt for the year. You know, you got Kirk Cousins with with better weapons. Second year in the McVay offense for Jared Goff. I, I just see the offense continuing to, to grow and grow and grow, and it makes it a lot of fun. It makes it a lot of fun for us. So you got to ask yourself, and that's what Jerry and I are working working on right now. When, uh, when he and I aren't recording, we're in the laboratory. We're working on this and how to make you better dynasty owners. That's our goal. That's what, that's what we do this podcast for. So anyway, speaking of making you better and your team better, Jerry and I are going to the back of the store and that little bitty bin where uh, they leave the discarded or unwanted items. And we call it the bargain bin, a.k.a. the waiver wire in Dynasty, because in most Dynasty leagues, the waiver wire is pretty barren. But I think we got a couple of names. Jerry, give us a couple of names real quick that, that you are putting bids in on in your Dynasty leagues. Uh, Aldrich Robinson is going to be the first one. He, I mean, he scored two touchdowns. He, he's not getting a huge workload, but if you're going to catch touchdowns and Kirk Cousins is going to throw them, and the way he's throwing them, I mean, if you've got the end of your bench and you've got a guy that maybe is touchdown dependent, yeah, take it. Uh, another one, 
and forgive me for butchering his name, Kiki Kuti, I think, Kute, Kuti. Uh, Close enough. Yeah, it's It's the guy from Houston. Rookie from Texas Tech. Yeah, he's on the Houston Texans. 11 catches, 100 yards. Welcome to the NFL, Rook. So, I mean, that was an easy one for me. Uh, Randy, who you got, buddy? Well, I I mean, I I wanted to put QT on here, but I went around and I was looking to put my waiver requests in, and he's uh, somewhat fairly owned, but if he is out there, in your dynasty league, and you've got a good a good sum of your fab left. I'm not afraid to put a large chunk of it on this kid. Let's be honest. I like Will Fuller. I'm finally coming around on Will Fuller, and what's he do? He pulls a hamstring, which he has had a <laughs> he has had a career of. And the the Houston Texans, much like the the Colts and some other teams, they just can't run the ball. Lamar Miller has not looked good, and they're wow. using this short to intermediate passing game as an extension of their run game. And QT could be a very big beneficiary of that in Houston. So I think that is a wonderful call. He's someone that maybe you can trade for, but again, it's always hard to trade for a guy when he's coming off a bit of a hot, you know, a hot day because now all of a sudden everybody's hyperbolic to the good and like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of him for anything less than a first. And you're just like, dude, it's one game, but we we know how <laughs> this works. That's dynasty. That's how it works. So a couple of guys I'm looking forward to. Um, the tight end position, not only was it bad to start the season, as the injuries continue to pile up, whether it's Olsen or Delaney Walker, now you're adding Tyler Eifert, Hunter Henry coming into the year. Will Disley is now on IR. The the tight end position, and I'm in one league where we have to start two, not kind of want to start two, or like, you know, it's, it's so advantageous scoring-wise to start two. You have to start two. And... So for those guys, Ed Dixon. You know, I just mentioned that the Seattle Seahawks lost old big country, Will Disley, of the, the, the great state of Montana. And I'm telling you, Ed Dixon, he, he's going to get off to a slow start because he's going to have been out for six weeks. Uh, Nick Vanette might be a little streamer action for you in redraft the, the next couple. But I'm telling you, starting week seven, Ed Dixon's going to be the guy you want there at tight end in an offense that really needs more playmakers. So I'm looking at Ed Dixon. Then there's Zach Pascal, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, of my Indianapolis Colts. With T.Y. Hilton banged up on Sunday and in and out of the game, this young man caught six balls for 56 yards and a touchdown. And, and if Andrew Luck's going to throw the ball 60 times, which should tell you in and of itself what's, what is or is not wrong with his arm, as a little side FYI, a guy with a bad arm or a guy they're hiding does not throw the, the ball 62 times. And he did raise his average depth of target to uh, 7.4 yards. So just a little couple of side notes. But this is Zach Pascal. I guarantee you he's available in every league that you own. I bet that before Sunday he may not even have been built into MFL because I know he wasn't on ESPN. Almost I feel very certain about that. So there's a wide receiver for you. And then the last one is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which is one of the great names in all of the NFL. But he's a wide receiver. He's a rookie for the Green Bay Packers. And with Randall Cobb out, he was the third wide receiver on the field. Didn't see a lot of action. I've got this guy on one taxi squad, but it's like anything else. It's not always who you are. It's who. It's not you know what you know. It's who you know. And currently, he knows Aaron Rodgers, and he's pretty good at football. So if you're looking for a guy maybe floating around out there, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is one. So, Jerry, what do you think about my waiver wire bargain, I, Ben, fellas? I was glad you talked about Zach Pascal because I was actually going to add him at the end if we didn't talk about him because of that. And I am looking on ESPN right now, and he is 0.0% owned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I if Ray Rice is probably like point one percent owned. If that tells you, anything. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everybody's yeah, in a crazy. dynasty he, league with with Calvin available. Johnson. The, yeah. Well, listen, uh, we, we we owe these people two more things before we send them on to the rest of their Wednesday, and we thank you for tuning in. And I got a couple of things at the end for you. Uh, the DFS darling, man. Uh, I don't want to put myself over, but much like the starts and sits, I've been. Been pretty hot with this. I, every DFS darling that I've given you this year has contributed to the point to where uh, are they going to help you win the great big tournaments? No, but they are guys that have produced, at, at, you know, at, 
at a value that justifies them being in your starting lineup, especially for the cost. And this week, my DFS darling is David Carr. And, no, I'm sorry, Derek Carr. David's his brother, who's uh, now a commentator for Fox. But Carr for the Oakland Raiders. He is going for 7000 flat on DraftKings. And that's less than I'm sorry, that's FanDuel. 7000 on FanDuel. I had it backwards. 7000 on FanDuel, which is less than Baker Mayfield and less than Andy Dalton. And I I just love this matchup for him this week with the Chargers. Uh good weather in LA. The Chargers have not exactly intimidated anybody they're the 17th over i'm sorry the 21st overall pass defense i, I love this game he's 5200 on DraftKings, so don't uh get too caught up i i did not look at amari cooper's pricing but you might get a little nice little stack action there so definitely playing david carr in one of my dfs lineups as a qb jerry who is your dfs darling this week now, I'm going to chew my horn on DFS, darling, too, because we, we have been hitting that. I don't hit GT bets for the damn life of me, but I'm going with TJ Yeldon this week. Just with Fournette out, I don't I don't think he'll be, you know, a superstar level of production because he does have a tough matchup. But for 5,600 on DraftKings and 65 on FanDuel, he's going to get a workload. And I just, you're talking about RB. 20-ish in that price range, and I could easily see him beating that. So I'm going to go with TJ Yeldon. I don't. I feel like I'm a little risky with it this week, but you know I've been I've been hitting it, so I'm I got a little cocky, I guess. So I'm going to go with TJ Yeldon. I I actually like the TJ Yeldon take. He was already involved in the pass game. You have a feeling that they're going to be behind, or at least it should be. There should be some scoring. This is the uh, irresistible force meeting the immovable object in that Kansas City offense and that Jacksonville defense. So there is certainly some interest there. And with Leonard Fournette out, I, I don't think that's a bad play. Well, and let's remind these people that these GT Bets EU picks, uh, the person with the worst record between Jerry and I at the end of the season, come one of our league rookie drafts, has to shave their beard, as Jerry and I are both bearded gentlemen. One of us has to shave our beard down to a Jeff Fisher Esque mustache and rock that dude and there'll be pictures on the twitter machine so i just took a one game lead over jerry i had the cowboys excuse me i had the lions plus three and a half at the cowboys and they only lost by two so i picked that one up jerry much probably like the rest of the world thought philly was going to go into tennessee and destroy the fighting titans but they actually showed up and not only did they win they beat him outright so jerry what is your get-right game of the week? Who are you? Uh, who are you taking? Here's the thing: people tell you defense wins championships, but they have not watched Patrick Mahomes lead an offense. I'm going with Kansas City minus three at home against Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville has a great defense, but that game on Monday night, Kansas City scored 27 points. That was the lowest total they had scored this season: 38 points, 40 points, 38 and then yesterday's 27. This is an offense that's superhuman, and if all is well in the universe, the Rams and the Chiefs will play at the end of the season for the Super Bowl because that would be so fantastic. So I am going Kansas City. I think they will beat Jacksonville pretty handily, and you know, even if it's 10, 13 points, I just I don't know how you stop them. I mean, Tyreek Hill that he gets, he's a threat to score a touchdown. Kareem Hunt's good. Patrick Mahomes, at one point, he's getting chased down by Von Miller. He switches to his left hand and, like, shovel passes it. He just, it's out of this world, man. He, he hit him with the old shot put. He, he, he like, looked like uh, he was in the Olympics. And you are going to get your dream of the Rams and the Chiefs in the regular season. That's week 11 at L.A., Chiefs and Rams. I predicted on uh, the Aussie Guys podcast that it could set the record for all-time over and under in an NFL game. I don't know what it'll be. I'm sure it'll 645. be... 645, as predicted by Jerry Sinclair. Well, my, my GT bets game of the week is, is I'm taking Baltimore, and I hate giving up I hate giving up points 
on the road, but I'm going to give up three with the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I know the Baker fans are going to think that I'm picking on Baker again, but it's not that. It's that since the start of the 2017 season, that Cleveland is 6-13 and 13 as an underdog. That means they, they, they cover about one out of every three. And they are 3-5 and five as a home underdog. And then let's kick it over to the Ravens. They are 5-4, and four, so they have a winning record as a road favorite. And they are 7-5 and five overall as an overall favorite. So I'm taking that into account, the fact that they just went into Pittsburgh and kicked the crap out of the Steelers held that really good offense in check, and now you're going to get a rookie quarterback in a second start. I, I don't smell good things for Baker Mayfield this week and the Cleveland Browns, so I see Baltimore going in there, winning this game by more than three points. So I'm going to lay the three, and I, also because it is three, I, mean, I think worst-case scenario, Baltimore wins by a field goal, and you get a push. So I, I, I'm living like that. Jerry, before we take this thing home, I want to thank you for, for making your way to a telephone and calling in to your own podcast, uh, not leaving the people hanging, not making them put up with me by myself. What do you have for these people before uh, I, I get you off the phone so you can get back to your life and figuring out your technology and my technology? So speaking of my life, I had a little bit of news before the show, and I actually knew last week, but I hadn't told everybody, so I couldn't let them know, but my wife is expecting, and I'm going to be a dad. So that is big news in my world. We're super excited about it and super nervous. So any advice would be great. Um, also, if you wanted to send me Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, and Marshawn Lynch, my buys in any of my dynasty leagues as a well wish for my future and fatherhood, that would also be well received. Well, um, okay. Well, first of all, in, in all seriousness, as a dad myself, it's, it's the coolest thing that we do. I was talking with J.P. Hurley via Twitter the other day, and he was talking about how his I think his, his children have swimming on Sundays, and his, his wife set that up or something. I thought that was funny. And, you know, my wounds on football Sundays right now are self-inflicted. I'm coaching my, my, uh, my youngest son's Little League team, his fifth and sixth grade Little League team, and we're having an absolute ball, but it's a Sunday Sunday only league and our games have been either two and four or four and six. So you, you can see that I don't get to watch a whole lot of football. Although there are uh, times where me and my assistant coach Tyler were huddled up in the dugout and we're watching games on his phone. So it's cool, man. I, I would I would give all this up as much as I love fantasy football and dynasty. I, I love it. There's nothing better than being a dad. So congratulations to you and your wife, uh, bringing a little uh, junior Warzone warrior into this world. I'm very excited for you. And one thing Jerry and I would like to ask. So Jerry and I have been pretty active on, not only have we been active, we've been accurate, you know, helping you with your starts and sits. So one thing that we ask is that if you could head over to iTunes, even if you're not on an iPhone or an iCustomer, you can still create an account. And not only can you give us a five-star rating and review and saying, hey, I love Jerry, love Randy, Whatever, these guys are funny, they're not funny. Whatever, just leave, leave us a five-star. And do that for any podcast you listen to. That helps us attract advertisers, um, makes us a lot you know, better thing for Jerry and I. It helps us get more listeners. And, and that's what we do this for, help us reach a broader audience. And you know, I know there's a lot of podcasts going behind a pay window right now. And good for them if they're able to charge for their content and that's something that they feel like is best for them. That's cool. And, you know, Jerry and I would prefer to keep the war zone free. Would you agree to that, Jerry? Yeah, uh, I'm not a I'm not a pay for podcast kind of guy. You know, and like I said, God bless those that, that, that are and, and, you know, that, that are making money that way. I would much rather get more listeners. But to get more listeners, you got to get more you got to get more reviews because then it helps the average person or the new person find us. And the more people that find us, the more, you know, people that are listening the more people that are listening the more advertisers that want to partake in what jerry and i do here on the war zone so that how i hope that's the why that's the why behind saying hey go 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 do a rating and review and you know what at some point we'll do another contest last year we gave away a t-shirt and we gave away a gift card and we'll do something jerry and i between now and the next episode we'll come up with a giveaway as a rating and review but if you do one starting today which is October 3rd, if you do one, just simply do it, screenshot it, and send it to Jerry and I. If you've already done one, God bless you, thank you. 
We appreciate you, but what I need you to do is steal your significant other's phone and do a review from it and then screenshot it, send it to yourself, and then forward it to me or Jerry, and we'll enter you in our contest starting next week. So, Jerry, if you don't have anything else, I mean, I don't know how you can trump fatherhood. but No, I'm not topping that. You're not topping fatherhood. So, listen, congratulations to my co-host Jerry and to his lovely wife. And on behalf of him and myself, he's at Jerry Sin DFF on the Twitters. And I am at DFF Memphis also on the Twitters. And you can find the show at Dynasty Warzone on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram's not quite as active, but we're getting there. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are awesome. And we will catch you on Saturday for the Bonus Start Sit Show. Thanks, guys. Bye.